Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Give me again. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Oh, that must be Bo's wife. I was like, you smell so good. That was like the first thing I said to her. Having a little birthday party yes. here in the studio. I just wanted to throw it out there. We, you know, this this is a great birthday party space. If anybody's looking for a new spot, a new spot. Yeah. Like tomorrow, tomorrow's a fresh date, That's and that right. the beauty of that is God's promises that His mercy's new in the morning. Every morning, His mercy's new, so you can wake up with that refreshment and you can move forward. Move forward. Move forward. The Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. Welcome to episode 11. Do you know the cool thing about episode 11? What's the cool thing about episode 11? If you turn it backwards, it's episode 11. Hey. And we've got a live studio audience, so you hear the talking in the background. Oh yeah, it's because it's Bo's wife's birthday, Jen, and she's going to be here in just a few minutes too. So I don't feel like we talked about this last week with episode 10. Huh. Double digits. Double digits. They say you made it when you got 10. That's a big deal. Is that what they say? Yeah. So it's our ticket out. We've made it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I actually don't know if they really say that. I don't know if that's a thing. Okay. Start the show. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and the show. We're celebrating with Dr. Bo today because this is the 10th anniversary of the release of his book, Create a Trinity Lifestyle. We're going to talk with him today, but we also have a couple of signed copies of the book to give away. So you'll have to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Matt and Beth Show for more details on how to win. Because you guys came to Lincoln right before we got married. Remember? Because we didn't invite you. (laughs) <laughs> Even though you were Tom and Donna's friends, we were like, we don't know them. Is that right? Yeah, they didn't invite and us we, to their wedding. And we don't have any room. Like that was, we were like busting at the seams. Yeah, we didn't get invited to their wedding. So so the story was that they knew your, Sean's parents knew Bo before you guys did. Yes. Okay. So Sean was at school and I was still here until we got married. So Bo and Jen walked in. I remember when Bo and Jen walked into our church, small church. What made you remember? What made you remember? Cute young couple. I mean, it was a small church. So, you know, somebody knew. Mm -hmm. And so, but I didn't meet them. Like you came in, but I didn't meet them that day. But Tom and Donna did. They went to lunch and then they were like friends for all the years we weren't living here. And then we didn't go back to that church for a while. You did not go back? Why? Which is why we never met because you guys ate lunch together a couple times. I quit going to church for a while. Why? Because I was a mess. Was that during your rough time? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your rough time? No. Okay. Let's focus in on the <laughs> 10 years of the book then. Okay. So real quick, let's- Sorry, let, we're going to have to start. When? And we've got a live studio audience, so you hear the talking in the background. Oh yeah, it's because it's Bo's wife's birthday, Jen, and she's going to be here in just a few minutes too. Like so shh. Right. And if we good. say something funny though, you we laugh, laugh out loud. Ready? Yeah. Watch. Wrecked him, darn near killed him. <laughs> cool. Is uh, <laughs> that uh, like when you have the audience? Yeah, that's what we need to get, right? Applause. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Bo Bryson hello, hello. to Yay. the Matt and Beth show today. We're so excited to have Dr. Bo here. Uh, you know, just a little bit about Dr. Bo. He's been practicing chiropractic 20 years this year yes. here in Lincoln, yep. which is impressive. 
But, you know, he's a great chiropractor and I cannot recommend you enough for people. And if you are anywhere within driving distance to Lincoln, come see Dr. Bo. A couple things I love about you as a chiropractor is one, your office is so inviting. Everybody who comes in just feels so welcome. Doesn't matter who's at the front desk. We're greeted with just love. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah, my staff is pretty incredible. They're pretty incredible. And, you know, the other thing I love, though, too, is that Dr. Bo is not interested in a patient coming to him for the rest of their life. Dr. Bo wants to see people walk in healing, walk in wholeness. You're always so quick to give extra things. Here's what you need to do at home so that what we did today sticks so that you do get better rather than just come back once a week for the next 32 years and you'll be fine. So I appreciate that about you, that you genuinely want healing and health and wholeness. Yeah, I want people to walk in their God-given potential. And I love that about you. But we've been friends for a long time. Bo and uh, his wife, Jen, whose birthday is today. Happy Happy birthday. Should we sing uh, happy we birthday? We should. We're having a little birthday party yes. here in the studio. I just wanted to throw it out there. We, you know, this, this is a great birthday party space. If anybody's looking for a new spot, you got to bring your own decorations, bring your own chairs, bring your own food. And it can only but hold like 10 people. <laughs> you put as many people in here as you okay. want. We'll okay. charge per person though. Yeah. So, uh, but we should sing happy birthday to his beautiful yes. wife, Jen. So oh. we're so glad Jen is here. Everybody ready? Wait, before you do, give oh. us something about Jen that you love so much. Tell I started to say this about Bo and Jen have been such great friends. Not only were they friends of the family, but uh, Bo and Jen, you have supported us through just difficult Mm. times. And when I say support, I mean, I know there are times that we have made decisions that wouldn't have been the decision you would make. That is correct. Uh huh. And, and you know what you, you stood by us though. And it didn't matter whether we saw eye to eye, you stood by us and you supported us whether it's at the church, whether it's in relationships. And that to me is a a sign of true friendship Mm. is acknowledging we don't have to agree on everything, but we agree on the main things. And so thank you for your support for Jen. Jen has, is just, I said it this morning already. It just doesn't get any better than Jen Bryson and her, her sweet, just calming Mm. presence that she brings to every room that she's in Uh, her, the way her face lights up when she's laughing and smiling and, Her, her uh, we eyes can, actually close when she laughs. Okay, her eyes close, but then they open and they're beautiful blue. And the face is lit up. Face is lit up. But, you know, Jen and I Jen and I could sit together all day and we could talk about really, really deep things and we could talk about nothing, mm. but we will talk the whole time. So I love, I love that about you. Sometimes we sign up to go on field trips together just so we can hang out. And then you leave the kids at the we school. We may or may not have come back with the same children we went with yesterday, but we had a great time. So happy birthday, Jen. Yay. Let's sing to her. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jen. Happy birthday to you. Now it's Bo's turn to tell us something you love about Jen. Um, honestly, she makes our house a refuge for anybody who walks in. That's the biggest mm. thing. Yeah. It's a safe place. 
That's so sweet. That's it's true. She's beautiful. No, she's just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she. I think agreed. She's laughed she's at you, and her eyes closed. But uh, <laughs> you know something I remember about Jen is that uh, she always smelled so good, and mm. so her patchouli smelled better than anybody else's patchouli. Because I think the other patchouli that I smelled was probably because guys were dirty. And there was patchouli. Uh, so so either gin wears it or dirty guys. No, she smells real fresh with patchouli. So I remember we were in Sam's Club one day and I saw you guys coming towards us and I was like, oh, that must be Bo's wife. But I had met her earlier, but didn't remember in quick passing. But I walked up and then I was like, you smell so good. That was like the first thing I said to her. And she was like, oh, well, thank you. I'll, thank be, you. I'll, I'll, I'll get some patchouli for you. Anyway, let's talk about Bo here. Bo, uh, not only 20 years in the business, and I don't even want to call it business. It's like healing and ministry. What he does is a whole lot different. Yeah. And I've been to other chiropractors too. So to say that's not just that Bo, I like him as a person, or I think he's great and he supports the show. All that stuff is just what Bo is. But as a chiropractor, he's amazing. As a person, he's amazing. His book is 10 years old. He wrote a book. Let's Aww, talk about the happy book. Happy birthday to Bo's book, book Happy too. birthday to the book. Double digit. Create a Trinity Lifestyle. Yeah, give us a rundown on it. Um, what do you want to know? Everything. Oh. Let's start at the beginning. What, what if I just beginning. read it to you? That would be the worst audio book on the planet, by the way. The rewind. Oh. Rewind. I didn't catch that word. Rewind so, it again. so bad. Did he say boiled peanuts? <laughs> So tell us the, the premise of the book. It really stems from this story in the Bible that Jesus Correct. told. So can you just start from the beginning? Yeah, it stems from Mark 4, 1 through 9, where um, Jesus t tells a parable of a soil, right? And so Jesus talks about this sower throwing seed out. Some falls on rocky soil. Some falls on soil that's not very deep. And some falls on um, just the thorny soil, right? Okay. And then some thro um, is thrown on good soil. And the premise of the book to me was that we've all been through those stages. All yeah. of us have had like... One of, the, one of the, um, the parables talks in that story, you know, ravens come and steal the seed because they're not, they don't go deep. Right. Yeah. And so things have been stolen from us. Um, and so we just need to reclaim those. And now we've, we all been hard and like have hardened hearts for offenses or unforgiveness or whatever. And so that the truth doesn't get planted in us for that reason. You know, we also had, man, just the cares of life, like anxiety, depression, whatever choke that truth out of us. And so each of us have gone through those things, but the goal is to be good soil where we can reproduce 30, 60, 90, or 100 yeah. fold. And so the, the point of the book was like, hey, wherever you're at in that stage, you can get to healthier soil. And that was kind of the launching pattern for the book because I saw that because we all have this this goal to be healthy. Whatever that looks like, we can all be healthy soil where we can you know, take things that God teaches us and, and then reproduce those and give them back out. Yeah, so you don't have to be the same kind of soil you are today forever. No, you do not. You do not. And, uh, you know, when I was doing research for the book, honestly, I'm like, I don't do farming. I don't do gardening. But, you mm -hmm. know, there's three types of soil, right? And then when all three of those mix together, it's called loam, L-O-A-M. And that's like the perfect soil. And um, I think that's what God wants us to be, this perfect soil to so where he can plant truth in us that grows deep. But then we're able to take that truth and process it and then give it back out to people. So then they're encouraged and move forward. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. Like if I were just to open up that book and that would be like chapter like 50, how do I start that? Like how, what is the first thing today if I want to have uh, healthier soil? Uh, you got to see where, I think you got to see where you're at. Like what, cause again, in the book, it talks about the mind, body, spirit, right? And so if you want to say walk 10 miles, well, you're not gonna do that tomorrow. Right. So you can walk a block, right? And if you want to say, read a Bible in a year, that's pretty intimidating. 
where you can do a seven day devotional, right? right? It's, it's taken, what I tell people is like, you got to set yourself up for success, not failure. Most of us, what we do, we take these, we had this big lofty goal, whatever that is, and we put it out there. But then when we don't start reaching it, then we feel like a failure is going to stop. I think you got to have bite-sized things that you can do, especially if you've, say, failed in the past, right? And then you really got to have things that you can do slow and steady and consistent over time. I mean, I tell patients all the time, like, it's consistency over time that wins the race. Mm. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, we're, you know, you can sprint, right, in a real race, right? But life is not a sprint. Right. It's, a, right. it's like an ultra marathon. Mm. And some days you're going to feel crappy, and mm. some days you're going to feel like, oh, this is the best run ever. Um, but you got to start small, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I think also it's having people around you that can encourage you. We all need encouragement. Yeah. Whether you're a disciplined person or not, people that are around you that can speak life into you is massively important. So man, get a friend. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at these people in this room right here, right? Anybody in this room Any right now yeah. encourage me and Jennifer to get healthier, to be better, yep. to go after God just a little bit more. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that that's what's so neat about this friendship circle is not only believers, but I think that when you're a believer, then what comes with that as a friend is even better. It's deeper. Meaning that, yeah, right away we have something common that's deeper than anything that we both like baseball. Great. Okay. We're both believers. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. On that, now we've got this foundation that's built upon. And I think it's so neat because you see it in all of you and I see it in you since we're talking to you, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's, it's tough to go to a gym and get a trainer who is overweight and not working out. Bo practice what what he preaches and you can see it in every aspect of his life. And, and I think that Bo, there's so much that you could do for yourself, but even writing the book is, is something that I've seen like who you are. You're always sharing all of this knowledge. People keep stuff to themselves that they learn in life. And then they think it's a, something they don't want to give away because it could make somebody else better. And then it turns into this competition. You share so much of all of the things that you learn to improve other people's lives. And I think that's so neat about you. Yeah, you know, I mean, part of it is, right? I mean, people that poured into me, I think about like, you know, we, the, Beth talked about meeting Sean's parents, Tom and, Tom and Donna. I mean, they poured into us, man. Like, right? I mean, they basically was one of the reasons our marriage was saved, right? And then Grady and Sandy and the other people that came around us. And it's just like, I mean, once you get poured into and that soil starts like churning and starts changing, it's almost like it's an overflow. I mean, yeah. right? you can't almost can't help it. And we all have different gifts, right? I mean, one of my gifts, honestly, is probably encouragement. I mean, I just, I do, I just do it more for naturally. Sure. Than, I just yeah. do it more naturally than some people. And so, but each of us have a gift that we are responsible for that God's given us to steward. And we, we need to steward that well and then give it away. Why? Why do we need to give yeah, it away? So why, why don't you just do your job and go home and hang out with your wife and kids? Well, I do do that. I know, but why do you do the other <laughs> stuff? Why, you know what I mean? Why yeah, does that yeah. matter so much to you? Um, you know, I think because I think of all the places, let's talk about healthcare in general, right? There's so much um, hopelessness in healthcare. There's so much um, negativity, depression, anxiety around healthcare. And honestly, so when people walk in my office, a lot of them have been to a chiropractor before. Good or bad experience, it doesn't even matter. But man, when people walk in the office or just in general, they need hope. And part of giving them hope is encouraging them. So for my, one of my main jobs at the office, we we tell the staff, and we our main prayer in the morning is two things. One, that we would see God. Sorry, well, we need to see God first. But that we would see people as God sees them because yeah. our filters are pretty tainted, mm-hmm. honestly, right? From, well, it'd be selfishness or my own thoughts about what the person's doing or not doing. But also that as we do our job, we do it well. We're bringing the kingdom of God to earth, like the kingdom realities of joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things like literally dropping on people and it shifts their reality. Mm. That's really our two prayers. So awesome. That's so good. Well, I want to come back to something you said, cause you talked about starting small. Mm-hmm. One thing I know about you though, is there's always what we like to call the bonus loop. 
So you I, can I, start small. <laughs> There's a but moment. when you we spent this year doing all the trails in Lincoln, and we thought, okay, we're getting together, we're going on this four mile walk, and then sure enough, at some point, we would end up having you know, looking at our watches, and we've now walked seven <laughs> because Bo has taken us on a bonus loop. <laughs> wait, wait, Listen, Axel, Axel loop. No, I'm I'm not talking about Axel. Axel okay. doesn't have a mic- <laughs> Axel doesn't have a microphone right now. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make yeah. is there is in as much as we need to start small, there is always a little bit of let's push ourselves just a little bit further than we think we can go. Yeah. And I think about even when we talk about soil, I think I could plant all my flowers outside this year and they might be gorgeous. Um, but the winter's going to come, everything's going to die. Yep. And I can't assume that just cause I had gorgeous flowers there last year, the next time I go th- put them in the ground, they're going to be gorgeous again. Like there's a lot of stuff that needs to like regular upkeep That's that correct. needs to happen in the soil. So like, you know, let's do a seven day devotional. But then when that seven days is over, celebrate the win. Yeah. But what can you add to that? And That's so right. I guess I just am at, I'm thinking if somebody's going, yeah, I'm taking these baby step steps, like what small practices could I put mm-hmm. to get to that consistency mm-hmm. over time that you were talking about? Well, small steps. Yeah. Just what kind of small practices or, you know, I think the biggest thing, right, is, um, man, again, I'm a morning guy. Right. And so I have a lot of patience to say, Oh, I'm not a morning person. Well, that's probably because you go to bed at midnight. Correct. Right. And so is there something about getting up in the morning and starting your day, whether it be with um, an exercise or honestly just the word of God, right? It sets, it sets our day up for health. If we can put something good in our mind, a lot of people get up and they just go, right? And so they create anxiety. One thing that I have started doing probably within the last month is before I go into the office, I just back the truck into the parking spot and I set the timer for two minutes. Silence. For yeah, two minutes, and, there's, and the prayer that just to pause, and the prayer that I repeat is Jesus, I give you everyone and everything today. Yeah. And I repeat that for two minutes, and it has been a game changer for me. I mean, as disciplined as I am, I still need those things in my life. So literally, I just sit for silent for two minutes, and two minutes sometimes seems like an eternity. And it's amazing how much your mind can wander in two minutes. Mm-hmm. So part of that um, small things is just giving yourself permission to pause. And breathe. I think that's the biggest thing, yeah. you know, and as far, I mean, depending on what you're talking about, your, you know, your mind, body, spirit, if it's, if it's body purely exercising related, you know, like we work out in our garage, right? But if you need the discipline or the accountability to go to the gym, we'll go to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you need somebody to go with you, ask somebody to go with you. I think we're scared to ask people. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, ask. I mean, they may say no, but you may encourage someone else to get healthier too. Mm-hmm. Or if you need someone to do the devotional with you, man, be the person who asks, mm. right? Because we all need that, right? We yes. all need encouragement. We all need motivation. And that, you know, and motivation will start the process, but discipline keeps it going. And that's yeah. the hard part. It's like that longevity of time. I mean, Axel sent me something the other day. I think he sent it to Sean too, but it was basically, you know what? Hey, that's great that you won a day. <laughs> you got to win tomorrow too. Mm. Yeah. Like tomorrow, tomorrow's a fresh day. That's and that right. the beauty of that is God's promise is that his mercy is new in the morning. Every morning. Is mercy's new. So you can wake up with that refreshment and you can move forward. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and some days are just, I mean, let's be real. Some days are hard, man. Things happen and some days are hard. But if you have those disciplines and those encouragements and accountability in place, it makes it way easier. And it's a lot easier to beat ourselves up, but knowing that that's the truth, that we wake up every morning with that fresh slate, and that is the truth, to remind ourselves that's not just feeding ourselves BS. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Because we do that sometimes. We're like, I'm good, I'm this, I'm that. But the truth is, is we're kind of not. Well, you know, for me, sometimes too, when I'm feeling like with off or this anxious or whatever, I'll just start sending out text. 
So some days, like everybody thinks I'm thinking about them. I'm not. I'm just trying to get oh, out of a funk. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I'm thinking about you for sure. But literally, well, sometimes it's just me taking the moment to get my thoughts off myself yeah. and pour them out to someone else, which really changes my dynamic. So as I send out like however many texts I'm going to send out that day, um, man, I just like start going through my phone and I'll start scrolling through names and like, oh, cool. I haven't yeah. talked. Like, I sent one the other day to this guy. I haven't talked to him probably in six years. And he's like, man, that really meant something today. And I'll see like. It was great. Fantastic. But I thought, dude, I was just scrolling through my phone and I just yeah. like hit your name. So praise the Lord. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? so, yeah. But it is, I think sometimes we get so self-focused mm. and there's a lot of like, you know, uh, out there in the self-help world, like focus on yourself, focus on yourself, focus on yourself, which at some point we have to do a self-assessment. I'm not saying that, but sometimes we get so self-focused yes. that then we have no ability to pour back out. Yes. Yeah. So. so true. That's good. Well, you've mentioned a couple of times, you've mentioned stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I notice a pattern in my life that if I don't schedule, you know, wellness visits at the chiropractor, most of the time I show up, it's in a stressful season mm-hmm. where there, I have a, a big load that I'm carrying. Yep. So can you talk a little bit about, cause you're talking mind, body, spirit. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about how that stress really affects even your physical body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stress, um, they're kind of the, one of the MDs way back when he was known as the father of stress. Cause he did a lot of stress research. His famous quote is stress doesn't kill you. It's your reaction to it. Mm. Right. Because we all have stress. So it's not how it's, we all have stress throughout day. And honestly, whether it be small ones, like, you know, having to get out the door with your kids on time or a big one where you lose a loved one unexpectedly, right? All that is stress. And so how we respond to it is really what kills us because most of us respond at times really poorly. And that either comes out on other people or we internalize it and it just plays over our mind, right? And there's really two, there's this, there's two types of stress in general. There's you stress. Um, you stress means good stress, like where you stress your muscles, you stress your mind from learning more things, right? So that's that good stress. We all have it, correct? But then there's this distress where things happen, right? Bad things happen. Yeah. And then that internalizes and man, that messes up your hormones. It messes up some t- muscles and messes up your mind from a neurological standpoint. And it's a big freaking deal. Yeah. I have people come in all day long, man. Like, right. I mean, their muscles are hurting, but if you really start talking to them, man, you can just see layer upon layer upon layer of stressful things that happen over their, over their life. And um, there's a book called the body keeps score. And this um, doctor talks about in that book, how your body does store trauma. Yeah. And it will come out one way or the other. And typically it comes out in pretty um, unhealthy ways, whether it be addictive personalities or just lashing out at people, correct? And, and our, our emotional responses to people. And so, and there's a thing called um, chronic stress, right? We all have stress. Like if, let's say, let's say you sprain your ankle, right? Mm-hmm. You get pain, swelling, redness, heat. Okay. That's the hallmarks of inflammation. The problem with that is when that inflammation stays for months, for years, over time. Okay, that's called chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation is the basis for every disease we know. Whether it be cancer, whether it be diabetes, whether it be muscle fatigue, whatever, chronic inflammation will kill you. Mm. And we love to eat chronic inflammation. (laughs) So from the things we do in the morning Mm. to the things we do during the day to the thoughts we think, um, man, it feeds itself pretty easily. So you really have to fight against that. And that's the kicker. Like, you know, it's pretty easy to be unhealthy. Yeah. Correct. And so it takes a little, it takes effort to be healthy. And part of that is realizing like, um, how do we get the inflammation out of our bodies? And that means like from a spiritual standpoint, like what does that look like? If I have unhealthy thoughts, yeah, right. If I'm always looking at things I shouldn't look at, well, you got to set some safeguards, right? If I'm always eating donuts, well, you should probably 
stop. Yeah. Correct. And, um, and set some safeguards. If I'm, if I'm chronically offended, if every time somebody says something to me Mm -hmm. and that offense rises up, I mean, that to me is a a huge sign that there is inflammation I have not dealt with when it's from somebody else that hurt me before. That's That's correct. It's those triggers that pop up and you automatically know, like, you know, you think you thought you dealt with something. Oh yeah, I'm good. And then something is said or something's done. You're like, Oh, Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. And all of a sudden you can feel your muscles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up, right. And when people come in, you can like, if you look at their, like, you know, talking about stress and you lean that into posture. If you watch people move, like, which, you know, which is one of my jobs. Um, you can see how people feel just purely from their posture a lot of times. Yeah. And so it's an interesting dynamic to watch when people come in or slumped over, not making eye contact, different things. Now my job lends my itself to that, right? I mean, it'd be kind of weird if you just went to the mall and started walking follow people around and like <laughs> watching them. Right. Um, that's frowned upon. I'm feeling judged. By many <laughs> like, security guards. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not everywhere. ideal, right? Uh, but if you do that, take my card and hand it out to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that chronic information, it will, it ruins people all day. And so anything you read about health, they're always talking about inflammatory markers and how we bring those inflammatory markers down in our body. And there's a host of ways to do that. But it's usually simple things that we just are un- unwilling to do consistently over time. All right. There's three things mm. that you tell us to do. You say it in your office all the time. I've seen it on signs out in front of your building, those big, beautiful signs you can rent oh, yeah. locally. Where would you AAA, get one of those? AAA signs here locally. Yeah. B- big, beautiful signs. Really great. I've seen it outside, but there yeah. are three things that you, you tell people. If you just intentionally focus on these three things, mm. it will like actually change your life. It will. What um, um, drink more water. Drink more. Yeah, let's pass that. Let's skip that one. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's interesting that we Drink did we did a water, water challenge one time in the office about gallon day, and you know, a gallon is a lot of it's a lot for most, some people. But I had a guy who was like, I think he said thirty pounds, just because he didn't change anything for else. a month. Huh. He drank mm-hmm. a gallon, but of water. just water. Just water. Goal was to drink a gallon a day. So basically, but if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you typically don't drink other things. Right. So basically quit pop. Yeah. You know, can we, can we stop this down just for a minute? Cause I don't think that I've ever seen Beth drink just the clear water. It's right here. I have it in my Didn't Stanley drink, right here. If it's in a cup, does it mean it's in a mouth? Seen, you know, <laughs> I, I will this. tell you, I've seen her since we've known her. She's drank more than I, than she used to. This is true. This is true. But has she drank a whole gallon in the time that you've known her? <laughs> I don't, I don't know years. the answer. I, I do. I do. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, I just got back from Guatemala and one night there, I got the best sleep I ever have had in Guatemala. I slept straight through from 10 PM, maybe 9:45 till after six. I didn't get up to go to the bathroom at all. And I was like, because you were dehydrated. I was, yes. Because <laughs> right. you didn't have any water in <laughs> The conditions were set. They were perfect. I couldn't drink water because I didn't know where the next bathroom was going to be. And so I went the whole day drinking very little and I slept good. Oh. And nobody wants to talk about water because we don't drink <laughs> enough. So let me ask you this though. Is that like, how does she survive if she's really not drinking the right amount of water? I feel like we need to get back to the Hold book on here. Though. We'll get there Nobody's in a Nobody's here to talk about my okay. hydration. You are everyone. That means that these there's these people people don't drink enough water. So how does how does somebody survive if they're just drinking like coffee and? What's called? I mean, like my my father in law says, well, I drink stuff with water in it. Yeah, right. So yeah. there's water in it, but the kicker with it is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but kicker with it's like right, most of us like not 
you will get to the point where you're like so dehydrated that you can't. That's why when people go to the hospital sometimes and they get like a bag of fluid, they feel so good. Yeah. Because that's just like straight up hydration, right? I mean, they have hydration spas now, right? Mm. Where you can go and get hooked up to an IV and just feel better. But a lot of people are what's called subclinically dehydrated, where they're dehydrated. They just don't know. And they, if they just stopped and drank more water, they would just feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people are subclinically dehydrated and they just, they just deal with it. Bye, guys. Who's leaving? Bye, friends. Thanks for coming to the birthday party. Thanks, friends. When are you going to come back? You're I think, I think, you know what we should do? We should do the birthing party here. We, can, we birth rent here. this place out for a special occasion. We do it on the couch right there. Leave some memorabilia. Anyway, water. Back to water. That's the first one. So drink water. I drink water, people. Okay, yeah. So uh, drink more water. That's a, I mean, honestly, what, water whatever you're drinking, yeah. people can probably drink more water. So yes. hydrate. Okay. I'm Number two right is now. move more. Most of us sit way too much and we're not active enough. And honestly, just a little bit of activity yes. is massively important. What I tell people is if you're, the longer you're sedentary, you become stagnant. And, you, and, and that means in your body, your mind, or your spirit, right? We can be pretty stagnant every area of our lives. So that is the one thing. Drink water, um, move more. And then the next thing I tell people is it matters what you put in your mouth and your mind. Yeah. Okay. The thoughts that we think affect not only our postures, but also our ability to process information and then help other people or not help other people. It's really the way we're watching things, listening to things, man. And the things we eat, right? We talk about inflammation, right? Most of us, a lot of us, man, we just like love sugar. Yeah. I mean, which is, I mean, which, you know, I mean, me and Jennifer, like we had a donut this morning. Right. And so, but it's not our main right thing. And so, so you really want to watch what you put in your mouth yes. <laughs> and your mind. I so like if, that. So if you only mind. did those three things consistently over time, yeah, you'd be healthier. Water, mouth, and mind. Water. No, number two was move. move. Why did oh. you skip moving? Water, yeah. move, mouth, If you drink more water, that's the kicker. If you drink more water, water you'll move more today because you got to pee more. Because you got to get up uh, and go. Which is basically, water. everybody's like, well, I got to get up and pee more. I'm like, you realize more pee is healthy yeah. and it's good for you to move. So yeah. it's a win-win. Huh. Just I, you know, I sat at a coffee shop the other day for like four and a half hours, me and some different guys. And I went home and I, you know, and I was like, oh, that's straight up coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a little unhealthy. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Bo, we like to ask our guests the same three questions mm. every time they're here. So we have three quick questions. We for should you. do the Rapid birthday, fire. the birth, birthday girl questions for those. Come on over, Come birthday, on, birthday girl. girl. You birthday, answer birthday girl. Birthday girl. Birthday girl. Um, are you ready for Are them? you ready? I am. Okay. Is it rapid fire? Not necessarily. Okay. No. First question is, what is making you laugh right now? Um, you know, honestly, seeing Jennifer's surprise this morning, mm. because um, she didn't know anybody was coming, and that made me, that was good stuff. Yeah. Jen, what's making you laugh right now? Being here with you guys talking about pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. Glad we could have that kind of an influence on your life. Um, question number two is what is stretching your faith right now? Ooh, man, I think um, stretching my faith right now is two things. One, um, parenting, like parenting um, teenagers. Wow. I think it stretches. It's um, different. It's different. Yeah, it is. Um, it's like, you know, it's, the demands we have little, little ones is more physical, but as they grow, they become more mental and emotional. And so that's stretching my yes. faith a little bit and knowing how to parent and parent well. So like you're given, you know, your teenagers the ability to make decisions by themselves. 
but also rein that in some, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. how do we do that? And then um, also I'm meeting with a couple guys that, um, you know, are just like, how do I, um, I would say, give these guys what they need, you sure. know what I mean? But God's going to do that. But how am I, how can I be an influence in their life yeah. in, a, in a positive, healthy way? So. Yeah. What, we, oh, oh, oh yeah. She's got to answer. She's she got answer. Yeah. So. What is stretching, what is stretching your faith right now? I would agree that raising teenagers is stretching my faith, but on a weekly basis, the food budget is stretching my faith. <gasps> oh, could we just talk about that <laughs> for a budget. minute? Yes. I, I, like, God, I, I know you provide, but did you take inflation into consideration? <laughs> <laughs> How did I leave here with three hundred dollars of groceries in my cart and no meals? Well, you know, there's three, no meals three, here. Three hundred dollars is Celsius. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, listen. You said to drink more. You said to drink more. Is that, isn't that flavored water? <laughs> it's flavored water. It's flavored water. Maybe I should just it change it to, to drink more. Just drink more. Just drink more. No, don't do that. No, <laughs> don't, don't do that. buy the food. Thank you, Jen, for speaking truth. <laughs> I try. Okay, last one, yep. and clearly the most important is creamy or crunchy peanut butter. Oh, creamy all day. All day. All day. Jen, Jen, get Jen? in here. Y'all, one thing I love is that no matter what, y'all are my friends forever, right? Right. It's creamy ah! all day. <laughs> no one likes crunchy except for moi. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more person in here that could answer this question. Oh, Sean. 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 Very Sean. Important. Sean. Yay. Sean's on my Sean jugger. and I are together till death do us part, but go ahead and answer. Honestly. It depends on what you're eating. Okay. Okay. Uh, a spoonful okay. with chocolate chips. Spoonful? Let's go crunchy. Yeah! Extra crunchy. On apples, though? Creamy? That seems kind of weird to have peanuts in your apples. Yeah. But peanut butter and jelly sandwich, there's nothing better than crunchy peanut butter. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Oh. Yes, Listen, yes. We all have obstacles to overcome in our oh. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> God so do you guys buy both or do you yeah. just use one? Because we had a milk issue going on in the house right now is that for some reason you guys and your whole milk has got mm. linen on this. I love whole milk. <laughs> but those whole milk yeah. is better for okay, you. I'm sure it is, but it's expensive. And if we're buying two, then because one drinks skim, one drinks whole. She's the only one who drinks whole milk. She's yeah, got a whole good. gallon of it up mm -hmm. there. You know how much skim milk we got? Nah. So could just, we just water it down? Is that's that what I'm wondering. Can, can we you buy the heavy cream? And then do what? Yeah. And drink it. Water it down to as much as you want. Can you really? Yeah. Yes, you really could. You can. Absolutely. What do you think skim milk is? It's water with a little milk. milk. That's right. It's, it's, it's cloudy. Splashery. It's cloudy water is what it is. Splash of milk. It's cloudy. Oh, cloudy water. It's, it's Mugu Guy pan sauce. <laughs> it's cloudy water. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question, Every now and then I think to buy crunchy yeah. peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. I should, I should yeah. buy it more if Elon he likes crunchy it. Crunchy peanut butter. He, he does. He does. Mm -hmm. Extra crunchy Sam's club, two containers eats, of it. He doesn't eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If he eats peanut butter, it's we're eating it with apples. So uh, he eats creamy. I love Sean's right response. You can see the voice of reason. It matters what you eat it on. <laughs> what, what does that answer mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's true. It's true. It's like, it I'm not getting true. caught up in your shenanigans. Know, here's right? here's I the truth. I will not get pinned in by two answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting So you guys, you said that you'd gone through some struggles in your relationship, as many people have. 
you guys, if I saw you for the first time today, I'd be like, oh, these, this is a perfect relationship. They, they've got nothing wrong with them. We all do. We all have stuff. We all have stuff. So take us through that moment in time when you guys had a decision to make in your relationship. Okay. Um, you know, me and Jennifer went through a rough spell. Um, it's <laughs> not a book plug here, but it's all in the book. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the book name? What was it called again? Create a Trinity Lifestyle. We should put that on a sign from AAA Rentals. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. Uh, you know, I think for, you know, we went through a rough spot. We separated for a little bit. And I remember Grady saying to me, so part of it is, is our friend group that was around us, right? Okay. So, but he said to me, he's like, every morning you get up, you have a decision to make. God has a plan and the enemy has a plan mm. and you have a choice. Which plan are you going to follow? Because the enemy's plan, right, was to kill, steal, and destroy our marriage. Correct. So that was number one. So he's like, okay. And he also said to me, you can't try to win your wife back. That will not work. Cause that was kind of my MO. Like I do something wrong, whatever it be, you know, try to win her back. He's like, you can't do that. You have to work on your relationship with Christ first. And that's the most important. And if your marriage works out great, we pray that it does. But if it doesn't, you have to get healthy for you. And that was two pieces of advice that really shifted my thinking about how I would relate to God. You know, and some things happen in our marriage. And honestly, the thing that changed me the most was Jennifer's forgiveness. Mm. It was the first time that I ever, wow. you know, I, I was saved every summer camp, right? Yeah. Every morning at summer camp, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of the things I did not You before. saw what I did last night, Jesus. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and pray yeah, about that. Uh, and that's one of the reasons our kids haven't went to summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway. New mercy. <laughs> and new mercy every morning. <laughs> um, but it was the first I think really the tangible expression of God's forgiveness that I ever saw mm. in reality. And honestly, it shifted me dramatically. And whether her and I worked out or not, um, there was still that forgiveness there that I knew I had to do something different. So that's kind of how I got through it. How did you forgive? Because that seems like the hardest thing to do in life in most situations, especially if somebody did something that hurts you so badly. And to really forgive, I mean, there's been situations currently in my life that I'm working through where I say I'm forgiving that person or have forgiven that person. And then I get that thought that comes into my mind and I realize that I'm still in that process. So what was it? Like this guy here, I mean, he's a stud. He's a big, big stud. I'd try to keep him around too. But to have that forgiveness, that sincere forgiveness, what was that? How did, that, how did you get there? Um, honestly, I've heard the gospel my whole life and the gospel is about forgiveness. But when this particular incident happened in our marriage, in our life, there's been my entire life. It's forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Or God, if you'll free, if you just won't let this happen, then I promise I'll never do this again. You know, that kind of relationship. So when Bo and I were going through this struggle, it was the very first Tan Bo used the word tangible. It was the first tangible time that my forgiveness from God was so real. Mm. It's like, I finally understood what it meant wow. that I was forgiven. And so then it was, it just flowed naturally like creamy peanut butter. You just have to spread <laughs> it on thick for Preach everybody else. It. Right. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Yes. Forgiveness is like creamy peanut butter. Uh, could you <laughs> embroider that? Please? <laughs> Do you know a good embroidery place? 
that could, I know that a great embroider that on a, a pillow for us. <laughs> yes. You know, no. but Jennifer's words to me was, um, how can I not forgive you when everything you've done to me, I've done to Christ? Yeah. I mean, that was her exact words. And um, I'm still blown away by them. Wow. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Jen, I think that's such a good point because we oftentimes when we have been hurt, um, there's this like self-righteousness that rises up in us that like is there's something so natural about oh. demanding that someone else pay for this oh. pain that I am feeling right so now. True. But if we can recognize like just I've done that, I have done those, maybe that, not those exact same things, but I have treated God that way. Like I have been forgiven for so much. And I remember Grady, you know, we talk about Grady a lot. He's a pastor for us for many years. I remember him saying to me when I was a teenager, sitting across the desk from him, come and spend the summer once a, once a week, all the, you know, the youth group could come and sit and do this discipleship program. It was a terrible sales pitch, <laughs> but we did it. We were like, sure, we'll bring us sack lunch and hang out with our friends in Pastor Grady's office. First day, I remember him looking at me and just saying, first thing I want you guys to know is that you have no rights, like none. You have no rights. You have no, I know we live in the land of the free, home of the brave. We talk about, we have a bill of rights, but like when it comes to Jesus, like we, like we, he owes us nothing. We have no right to forgiveness. We have no right to anything that we have that's good in our lives. And I think if we can just, uh, even in a hurt, if we can just recognize our need for forgiveness, then like you said, that's when that's supernatural, just like it just starts to flow. How could I not? Right? Yeah. How could I exactly. Not? And that's the thing too, because I can like I can remember I could paint a picture for you of the moment that it became so real for me. Mm. And then it was a decision that I had to make. Like I had a part in that where I was like, Yeah, how can I not forgive him? But the next hour, the next day, the next week, the next months, it was hard. It wasn't as if this moment of realization just took everything away. It was as if this moment of realization was exactly what it was. Like, how can I not extend this forgiveness to you or to anyone else when it's been extended to me? And that became real. Yeah. But now we have to work towards mm-hmm. that. And so, yeah, it took some time, um, you know, on the clock time, you yeah. know, where you just had to had those moments of I'm so mad or I'm so hurt right then in this very moment. Yes. But that moment will pass and, you know, you can do hard things. You can do hard things and you can make that choice. And I think forgiveness for me, I I think of a chalkboard and forgiveness is truly wiping a slate clean. Mm. And so then the next time if somebody, you know, hurts you again in a similar way, even if it's that same person, you can't go back and pull that slate back out and go here, you know, because it's gone. It's not ammo anymore. That slate's going to show up. I am choosing not to go back to the words yeah. that were on this before yeah. because I've already done that, but right. it is a choice. Right. Yeah. And some days it's easier to choose than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, sharing your yeah, heart. For Thank you for your, yeah, your, your sharing your story with us and for just modeling that forgiveness, Jen. Can I get a picture of you two together? That'd be great. And we'll put this up on the Facebooks and the Instagram. Cute. cute. The Matt and Beth show. I'm going to take a couple. Hold on. Oh, you guys are adorable. You guys are too cute. 
Because I tried to open my eyes. Oh, yeah, you ready? <laughs> Smile and open your eyes. There you go. Perfect. You guys are awesome. You I don't think who can Oh, your eyes are actually closed in that way? I totally. Like, completely closed. <laughs> and that one. Okay, you can't pick. Hold on, hold on. And in that okay, one. Oh, okay, stop. we need to get one with your eyes open. Here we go. Three, oh, two, go. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bo, thank you so much for coming in, brother. We appreciate you. It was fantastic. We thank love you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for all your support. Yes. Thanks for the laugh. Everything. Thank you for just being, being you, you and being our friend. friend. But we want to celebrate with you 10 years. This book came out 10 years ago. So many people who have read it whose lives have really been changed. And I love how practical it gets. So would it be okay to give a couple away? Absolutely. Okay. Please do. So follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook, The Matt and Beth Show. And we will have some contests later all throughout this week to give away a couple copies of The Trinity Lifestyle by oh, our and very and own. And they're signed. Maybe worth something. It might. Hey, it's going to be more, worth more than you paid for it. <laughs> Because they want it it's in a free, free. contest. Oh, okay, okay, fair, that's fair. That's not, more I was than, like, not more than what <laughs> you paid for it. Thank you, Dr. Bo. You're it the was best. Fun. Thank you, guys. Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trinity Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. Well, what a great start to our day today, Matt. We got to celebrate a friend, celebrate her birthday, have a little breakfast and laugh together. It was just a great day and I just feel refreshed, like I'm ready to take on the rest of the day. And one thing that Dr. Bo said is, when I find myself in a funk, when I find myself struggling, I just open up my phone and scroll through the names and find somebody to encourage. Yes. And I've been the recipient of that from Dr. Bo mm -hmm. many times in my life. But to hear him say that he is refreshed by refreshing others, it reminded me of this Bible verse that says just that. It's in the Proverbs. It says, uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five: he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So who can you encourage in your life right now? If you're struggling, don't sit around and go, nobody sees me, nobody even cares that I'm going through this. You know, truth is there probably are people that do care. And if you reached out and said, I'm struggling, people would show that they mm -hmm. care. But one way, and it's not just about um, pushing my pain down in order to build somebody else up. But a lot of times when we look to other people and to their needs, we look at ours and go, yeah, I've got it all right. Mm. My my that thing that I thought was such a big deal, it's not so much of a big deal anymore. So how can you put this into practice? Pick up your phone, send a text, or actually make a phone <laughs> call. But speak words of encouragement, words of refreshing. You know your friends, you know your family. What do they need to hear? How can you encourage them? And as a byproduct, you don't do it for yourself, but as a byproduct, it's a principle in scripture. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Let's do that today. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap up. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. You're listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth show. Bye, everybody. <laughs> it's like there is two of you, but there's only one. <laughs> Did you tell me I was supposed to introduce them? What are you talking about? What, like, introduce them, meaning like who they are? Oh no no no! I was saying like, uh, even like what you're at, what your what your relationship is, because my right, like here we're talking to Doctor Bowie, he's been practicing chiropractor, blah 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 blah, but he's been a friend for blah blah blah. That yes. So like, what would you call that? Introducing, because you act like you never heard that word before. Here's what I think of.
ladies and gentlemen, Bo and Jed. <laughs> That's an introduction. Oh, no, no. no.